It is official. The stay-at-home order has been uh, extended another 30 days. The good news is that for those of us who have put off starting the 21 days of change, it's not too late. It's like the timer has been reset. It's like Groundhog's Day all over again. The bad news is that for those of us who are going stir-crazy or feel like we're just going to kill our kids, we now have to wait. Some more, we wait again. I I think uh, one of the most difficult things in life is waiting. And even more difficult is figuring out what to do while you're waiting you know? I mean, I feel like I'm just wasting time when I'm waiting at the doctor's office, flipping through magazines, and no matter how much I analyze it or strategize about it, I always pick the wrong line at the grocery store. I always pick the wrong expressway that is so not express heading into the city, and it drives me crazy because I hate to wait. However, what if the waiting wasn't a waste of time at all? What if the waiting really is the point? Well, we are uh, in the middle of a series entitled Pardon the COVID-19 Interruption, where we're taking an honest look at how this crisis is not only impacting our lives, but also how it can provide opportunities to create change so that we can look at creating a new reality for my future on the other side of this thing. And now that it looks like this crisis is going to last longer than any of us ever imagined, the interruption to our lives is a bit overwhelming. As I said earlier, I hate to wait. And I don't think I'm alone in that. And so it makes me wonder if without even knowing it, if the waiting that this crisis is causing is actually quietly stressing us all out. Like maybe you're at a place where you're running dangerously low on hope. Maybe this whole thing is hard for you because You're waiting for something in particular. Maybe you were pushing for something in your life and you were driving for it and now this crisis has interrupted your plans and that thing that you were pressing for is now out of your reach. It's out of your control and we hate it when things are not in our control. At least I do. Waiting is hard, but when what you've been waiting on finally happens, it makes it all so worth it, doesn't it? Like somehow the waiting prepared you for that moment, prepared you for like the big reveal. In the Psalms chapter 40, David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Now see, already I can't relate to that because I would say I waited impatiently for the Lord. But he waited patiently for the Lord and he turned to me and he heard my cry. 
He lifted me out of the darkness of the slimy pit. He set my feet on a rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth. And now, now many will see what he's done and be amazed. And they'll put their faith in him. You know, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. And one thing that I have learned is that seeds don't grow if you just throw them on top of the soil and expect them to grow in the light of the sun. It doesn't happen that way. Seeds start to grow when you plant them, when you bury them deep in the ground, in a dark place. It has to germinate and grow in the darkness before that seed can bloom and and blossom and become the beautiful flower that it's meant to become standing there in the sun with deep roots. This COVID-19 crisis, it's been a pretty dark time for a lot of people. And the lesson that I continue to learn and continue to forget, by the way, is that the seed of growth in our lives will always start to grow in the darkest times. I mean, you want the darkness to end, but the truth is that you can't realistically create change in your life without going through those dark times. Because when times are good, what's the point of change, right? I mean, I'm crushing it out here in my life. Why would I want to change anything about me? But when the darkness is so dark and the pain is so painful that it brings us to our knees, it's in that moment that we suddenly realize we're not as strong as we think we are. It's in that moment that we realize that I can't do it on my own. And it's in that moment that God shows up. When we finally give up control and get out of the way, God is finally freed up to do his thing in our lives. As the psalmist says, to put a new song in our mouths. In other words, to create a change in us that makes us better and stronger and more beautiful and to have more of a joy-filled life. I think that's exactly what this passage is saying. I waited on the Lord in the darkest times of my life, and when I finally realized that I needed God, I cried out to him, and when I did, he showed up. He showed up and he lifted me out of the pit, out of the dark place. I've learned in my 52 years or so of living that the light of God shines brightest in the darkest moments of my life, because it's in those moments that I am finally quiet enough to hear him. I know that when we feel stuck in a dark place waiting and hoping, it's frustrating when we feel like nothing is happening, like we're not going anywhere, like we're not getting any traction. But What if the waiting really isn't a waste of time? What if the waiting really is the point? 
What if the dark places in our lives are just preparing us for those times of joy and light? What if it's true that crisis produces opportunity? Maybe it's in the waiting that God is allowed to do his thing and makes us into the people that he wants us to become. Maybe it's the waiting that builds our faith. It goes on, it says, he doesn't just lift us up out of the dark place, he helps to get us and to put us back on track. It says, I waited on the Lord, as I, and as I did, he, he lifted me up out of the dark place, out of the slimy pit, and then he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. We could also say that he lifted me up out of the raft. He set my feet on the shore, and he pointed me in the right direction so that I am now headed down the narrow dirt path that leads to Jesus. He can't push me down the path, but he can point me in the right direction and get me back on track. Many times, we wait for God to show up in the midst of our crisis. And I am sure that most of the time, we have a very particular idea about what we believe that God should do for me in those times. We look for some big miracle. We want God to come down out of the heavens for us, trumpets blaring, angels surrounding him in all of his glory and perform some great miracle that'll get us out of the difficulty of our situation. One of the things that I was really struck with on this last Good Friday night was that passage when Jesus was so stressed out. He's, he's sweating droplets of blood. And he prays not once, not twice, but he prays three times for God to get him out of this situation because he doesn't want to go to the cross. And I can't blame him. But no matter how many times he prayed, no matter how hard he prayed, God didn't save him from the pain that he had to go through. But instead, God showed up and gave him the strength that he needed to walk through what he had to walk through. I'm sure that many of us look for God to do something completely different than what we find he does. We want God to rescue us from the dark places right now. But that's not how change happens. And what an unexpected surprise it is when it's just the smallest of things that move us, that make us to feel the presence of God and let us know he is near. The truth is that God typically doesn't show up like we think he should, but he always shows up. And he gives us the strength that we need to walk through whatever it is that we have to walk through. That's what faith is. It's not watching for a particular result from God where you're trying to control the outcome because you think you know what's best and you want to stay in control. It's watching and knowing that God personally will come through for you Somehow, some way, when there seems to be no way, 
God shows up. But in the meantime, we just keep waiting on God. Is it at all possible that God's plan for your life is better than your plan? Sometimes we get so focused on how we think that God is supposed to be showing up in our lives according to our plans that we miss what God is really doing. To quote the great scholar Winnie the Pooh, doing nothing often leads to the very best of doing something. A few years ago, my uh, wife and I were backpacking in the Tetons together. And uh, after a very long, hard day of hiking, we're trying to fall asleep in our tent, in our sleeping bags on really, really hard ground. And we could feel every rock under us, um, which I romanticized about that before the trip. And then in that moment, I realized not so much, and I'm way too old for that. But I finally begin to drift off to sleep, and I hear the sounds of thunder in the distance, and hail begins to hit the tent when I hear my wife quietly say, Honey, are you awake? I am now, honey. And she says, Can we go back to the hotel tomorrow? I try to play it cool like, I can't believe that you want to go back to civilization and leave the beauty of these mountains and this wilderness, and all the while I'm hiding the fact that inside I am celebrating at the thought of being able to sleep in a real bed the next night. Unfortunately, I had planned the trip to be out backpacking for another two nights, and so we had 24 miles left to hike out of the mountains with 40-pound backs, packs on our back, and it wasn't pretty. But we decided to do it. We decided to take it on, and what really drove us was we couldn't get past the thought of room service, a hot shower, and a soft bed. However, we were about halfway into our hike that next day, when we came to this little valley. And in order to get up out of the mountains, we had to climb up a ridge that was about 1,500 feet straight up. And as we were getting ready to climb up this ridge, all of a sudden we could see in the distance there was this nasty, ugly storm, and it was coming in hot. We felt like God was gunning for us with thunder and lightning. And so the last place you want to be was up on that ridge when this storm hits, so we decide we're going to wait it out. We hunker down, we put our rain gear on, we take the tarp from our tent, we drape it over us so that we have our own little tent, and we sit there in the middle of this meadow, in the middle of the valley, in the middle of this mountain, in the middle of nowhere, and we just wait. And within like a minute, it was not only raining, it was like hailing, and it was not letting up. It was a fierce storm, and it just kept going and going. And so while we're sitting there in the middle of nowhere, Shelby and I just started hanging out. We started just connecting and talking and laughing and having this incredible time. 
what could have been one of the most frustrating moments of the trip because we had so much ground to cover, we didn't have time to just sit there in the middle of nowhere and wait, turned out to be one of the most beautiful, romantic moments of our lives and one that I will always cherish. We could have sat there and we could have been ticked off that our journey was interrupted and now we had to wait. But instead, we embraced the moment and allowed the beauty of the moment to embrace us. Our problem is that so many times we have our eyes so focused in on all of the stuff that we, that we think is bad because it isn't the way that we want it to be. And we can't see past the bad stuff. We can't see past the storms of life to see the good stuff. We go into this dark place and we can't see what God is doing beyond the darkness. And so we lose hope. And maybe you're in a situation this morning where you need some vision. You've been waiting for so long that you've just lost all perspective. And we forget that it's in those dark places that we begin to grow and build a faith that is stronger and more beautiful than we've ever had before. Don't lose hope. Don't let your disappointments stop you from seeing the faithfulness of God in your life. While we're sitting here waiting for the next month, just know it's not a waste of time. That this is a time where if you will let him, God will put a new song in your mouth. He will work in you and create change. And if things aren't going the way that you have planned, it just may be, just maybe, that God is doing something better. Can you allow for the possibility of that? My favorite passage in the entire Bible is Isaiah chapter 40. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow weary. He'll not grow tired. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, and he increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those, those who wait on the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Can we begin to get a different perspective about all of this and see that the presence of God is all around us? Can we change our perspective and see that God actually uses the waiting to create his good purpose. And maybe, just maybe, the waiting, the waiting is the point.